Live brunch. We are live. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Live Brunch. Live brunch. Live brunch. Welcome to another episode of Live Brunch, joined by Joel Virgo and Anna Brading. We'll be fielding some of the questions that have come in uh, through the chat during the preach, looking at how we can helpfully apply what Joel's spoken to us uh, just now. And to kick us off, you may have heard that Emmanuel Small Group signups have now opened. So we are manual.com forward slash small group, sign up to a small group, where we really get an opportunity to, to talk through uh, how we can apply this preach in, in community. Um, but they haven't started this yet. So we've got a few questions for you, maybe when you're in the pub with your mates and you've got nothing to talk about. Here are some good questions which could help you. And they've got three questions. The first one is, what's your experience of reading the Bible? What do you find tricky about it? And what do you find helpful? The second question, what does it look like for you practically to find hope in God when you feel your weakness and lack? And third question, how does this passage help us to have hope with the challenges we might be facing. So Anna, would you like to kick us off? Well, let's just look at the second question before we jump into some of the other questions that have come in. What does it look like for you practically to find hope in God when you feel your weakness? Um, I think it's finding truth about who God is more than truth about my situation, I think. So for me, actually turning to the Bible and finding out who God is, is it changes where I'm at. I think mm. so much we talk to ourselves. I think there's this fact that um, we know 10% of our thoughts. We're aware of 10% of our thoughts and the, and the other 90% we're unaware of. And actually, when you start really concentrating on it, so I've started thinking about it recently and trying to be as aware of my thoughts as I can, actually, so many of those thoughts are negative and do you down. And so much of the Bible is about proclaiming the truth of God to yourself and to others. And then you look at the science, the thinking science, mm. where we don't know 90% of our thoughts and they're doing us, they're doing something to us. Mm. Well, actually, if we start <laughs> proclaiming the truth about who God is and some of that 90% starts to turn into good stuff about who God is, that we've got a faithful father, we've got a champion in Jesus who has overcome all things and we can be an overcomer with him, that actually we don't have to get it right because he's got it right and we get to live in the grace of that. If we're proclaiming that truth again and again and again and that becomes part of the 90%, well, how much more are our brains going to be doing better and how much more are our souls going to be doing better? How much more are we going to be living in that hope of who Jesus is and what mm. he's done for us? Brilliant. Mm. We tend to give so much significance to our thoughts and our feelings and the stuff that's going on <coughs> in my head. And sometimes it's just so helpful to park those in like, no, let's just get into the Bible. What is God saying about who he is and the adventures he's called us on? And yeah, it's bringing, it's bringing our stuff yeah. And being real about it, because yeah. otherwise it's just fake and it's just cut, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, what is it? Not a lot. Yeah. We have to be real about our stuff, but that doesn't have to be the be and end all. That doesn't have to be the biggest bit. Yeah. Mm. It's being mm. real about it, but bringing it to the one who is big. Yeah, yeah. And even just looking at the genealogies, it shows that we are part of something much bigger than who we are. It gives us the, the sweeping perspective of scripture that there's um, the same relation, or I guess a, a, the relationship that the people in the genealogy had with God. Uh, we get to have with him as well. So we are part of something uh, quite special, which, yeah. which is not just 
this new thing that's happened in the past few years. It's been going on for thousands upon thousands of years. Mm. Um, great, let's jump into some of the questions that have uh, come in. The first question, why did God make Sarai barren in the first place if they were special to him? Is God mean? If, if they were special, as in Abraham and Sarah, is that, yeah? yeah. I guess so. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess it's, it's a, you're kind of asking a bigger question through that one example, you know, why, why would God uh, bring about tough things at all? And that's a, um, I don't think, I don't think uh, me giving a quick soundbite on that is all that use, useful, but you can see actually the story itself um, gives a substantial answer because it, it glorified God that when she did have a child, the barrenness actually gave an opportunity for his glory to be shown and for them to be more joyful, you know, not less. But he's not mean because <laughs> in the end, when they did have Isaac, I mean, his name means laughter. You know, they, they, they couldn't get over it. They just found it funny. They're just, they're just so happy. So, you know, God will take us through things where we think, why, why, why on earth? Where, where is God mean? Of course, of course he's, we're going to feel like that at the time because emotionally we'll, we'll find it hard. Like Anna's saying, you've got to be real about the, the pain that, uh, that we go through. We can't pretend that it's not there. But to see it in the context of the story will help us. If, if you were at Calvary on Good Friday, you'd be at least tempted to think, <laughs> God, are you mean? This is, this is the best person there's ever been. This is, this is the most innocent person there's ever been. And this is what you do to him, he's cursed. Um, but you only need to hang around for two or three days to see, oh, oh, oh okay. And we, we just tend to read things from our side of the tapestry and not realize, oh no, there's a whole perfectly woven mm. um, bit of craft work that, that God's putting together and we, we can, we'll see it one day. So my follow-up question would be, in this story, there's resolution. So Sarai then does get pregnant with Isaac. Mm. But for a lot of people, there isn't resolution. Mm. People mm. who've been barren, for, mm. just never had a child or mm. they've, they've lost a loved one. Mm. Sorry, mm. Um, you shouldn't have talked about the cross. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What would you say to them? I think I just can't talk about the cross. <laughs> Um, no, I, I'm, I think the, the situation where somebody's, um, uh, can't, when you can't see, I mean, I, I'm giving a nice quick answer because I'm saying um, in, in the space of, of one response to a question, Sarah had a baby, you know, but actually she didn't. <laughs> For most of the time that we know her, she didn't. Um, you know, the, 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 the redeeming glorious outcome mm is still often at the end of a period that seems, seems, it always seems too long. Any, any hardship seems longer than it should be. That's the nature of it. Mm. Um, if, if, it didn't, if it seemed just right, <laughs> it wouldn't be a hardship if we had control over it. You can test me, Lord, as long as it's just for these days and I'll, you know, I'll show up. Um, some of the, the painful, some of the painful parts of this are things we just can't, we don't know when it's gonna end. We don't know if there's any outcome. And we don't always see an outcome. We're not, I'm not pretending that we do. We, we certainly mm. don't uh, get that promise in scripture that we will in this lifetime see everything done and dusted and the perfect kind mm. of, you know, come look around this side. You can, everyone come and have a look. Mm. We don't get that until the last day. We get that in, in a new creation. Mm. Um, 
And so there will be things that feel disjointed as well as things that feel fulfilled. And we kind of live in the in-between. So that doesn't make it easier, but it does give us a context for hope, mm. um, which I think is one of the biggest things that will help us to, to it, it deals with some of the pain. One of the follow-up questions that, one of the, sorry, one of the next questions that, that's then come in is, are you, if we're looking for, if we're saying that the resolution will happen just on the last day and in this moment, we've just got to go through the suffering, um, aren't you just describing Christianity as a crutch for weak people? It would be if it wasn't true. Mm. Um, so, I mean, in the end, Jesus is either risen from the dead or he's not. Um, if he isn't, then the Bible says we are of all men to be most despised. Mm. So, so you got me. <laughs> if, you, if you think it's a crutch, then uh, it, certainly if it's not true, you, it seems like one at least. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty rubbish crutch at other times because <laughs> I, found, I found following Jesus quite hard sometimes. Yeah. I found it would be a lot easier to go and get drunk, you know, just, just that would be a lot easier. Um, or to just go and download some porn or something. Or just, you know, that, that, that would be a nicer way to get out of the... Or not uh, gifted gifty. Or not give the gift or whatever, but it's like it's it, that's the easy. It's the kind of the reality is following Jesus is often like no 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 I, I I'm going to embrace some pain here. So the crutch thing doesn't really work in every way. Mm. Yeah, I'm not buying that. I don't think it is always a crutch. Sometimes it's sacrifice, but at the same time, whether or not it's a crutch or whether or not it's easy, if Jesus is risen from the dead, that's the only thing that matters. Mm. And and honestly. You need to look at that. If, if your reason for not embracing Christianity is because it looks like a crutch, I think you're being superficial. I think you should look at whether, you should look at whether it's true. Mm. That's the thing. Is it true? That's much more important than whether it's fulfilling or not. Mm. How do you wrestle with that, Anna? When, uh, well, I just think it reminds me of the first question you asked, well, is God mean? Yeah. Well, like, well, if he didn't give us a help and a solution for our weakness, then yes, he would be. Mm. But the point is, is there is. Mm. It's just not in the time frame mm. that we always want, mm. like impatient little children. Mm. You know, we want it now, but actually sometimes it's now and sometimes it's a bit later and sometimes it's in eternity. But yeah. I just think that's, yes, and that's okay. God comes to our aid. Mm. We need our weakness to show that we need our aid. Yes. And yeah. a, a crutch is a helpful thing. It upholds you Absolutely. when you can't walk, mm. yes. you know. So actually he'd be mean if he, hadn't given us something Amen. to lean on. Brilliant, that's so good. Um, some questions about the Bible. Does it really matter if the Bible is 100% accurate? Isn't it how it helps me personally much more important? Yeah, I guess it's just, that's, it sounds a bit similar to the, the discussion we just now, that I, I, if, if something isn't true, then it doesn't, it, the help is a bit of a delusion. Um, so if, 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 if uh, the Bible isn't true, it means Jesus is wrong because he says it is true, mm. therefore he's not God. <laughs> therefore, really, any help I get from the Bible is made up. Mm. It's just in my imagination. So I, I would say again, it's inconsistent. Mm. So either this is true, and therefore all the value we get from it isn't just a, an experience in the moment, but it's, it's actually real. Mm. The value that I, I appreciate and enjoy and feel comforted by I'm being comforted by reality. But if it's not true, my comfort is, is, a, is, um, is really a, a hoax and I'm allowing it to be, I'm kind of allowing the hoax. So it we, we, we can't really choose that in between. Now, if, if someone's saying, what do you, I can imagine some people saying, but I find the Bible difficult to believe in places. I find some parts of it hard to, hard to take seriously. It seems like donkeys talking and, and um, 
one donkey talks, I should say. It's not like a kind of whole tribe of donkeys. Um, but there's, there's a few bits that say, what is that about? And that's, I guess that's where we, we need to come humbly, say, okay, what is my problem with this? And how can, is there a way to, to come to terms with this that actually helps me to understand the Bible better? Uh, sometimes my reading of it might be wrong. I might be reading something as literal and it's not meant to be literal in this passage. I might be reading about someone doing something bad and thinking, God thinks it's good because it's in the Bible. And, and no, <laughs> it describes things. Sometimes it's like you make, it's like you, like, like um, Michael Douglas, the actor who said people came up to him for years saying, when I watched you in Wall Street, I knew that I wanted to be a trader like you because you're such a hero. And he's like, no, <laughs> I'm a baddie in that film. And a lot of the time we read our Bibles, we don't realise, no, it's showing you he, he's a baddie, this guy, he's not a goodie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just we need to read it more and more, and more wisely and, see, and we'll start to realise, oh, no, it fits together much better than I thought it does. So I guess the, the underlying question would be, what is the message of the Bible? Because that's, that's what's at stake, right? Mm-hmm. Is it just good moral decisions to help you in your life? Is it just good wisdom uh, in Jesus's teachings? Some of them, not all, some of them are quite nice. And if you applied them to your business, you probably would be fruitful. If you applied them to your life, if you applied them to your marriage, your parenting, whatever situation you are in, this will actually make me really fruitful. Mm. Is that the main aim of the Bible or is there something far deeper that the Bible is teaching us about? Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, um, the verse that I read from, from, from 2 Timothy, mm. Um, uh, it actually, it's quite helpful on that because it talks about the ways that the Bible is profitable for everything, for everything in life. So, so it's useful for all kinds of challenges and difficulties. Mm. But at the same time, just before that, we, he says, this is able to make you wise unto salvation. Mm. So it says in verse 15. So it's like, yeah, we're going to get help on so many fronts from the wisdom that God's mm. put into his word. But most important wisdom, the biggest wisdom we need is how to be friends with God, mm. how to be brought back into relationship with God. Um, and uh, that is, surely that's the most important. And, and knowing who God is and what, God's, what has God done mm. to rescue us mm. from, from our sin, from death. And that's, what, that's the story the Bible's teaching. So um, it's, it's the big and the small, I suppose. Mm. Um, if we just stay with the small, that's quite, that's quite helpful, but it, we're, missing, we're missing something. We're missing the most important thing. It's not wrong, it's just it's, it's, it's trivial compared to the biggest thing. Yeah. Okay, now enough. I'll like to talk to Anna. Um, what happens when, when, you re- when you're reading the Bible and you hit a bit of scripture which you're like, this is a really tricky bit of scripture, or this is, I, I don't know how to get mad around this. What do you do? It uh, depends how much time I have. If I'm lacking time, I go, oh, that's hard, and I close it and I walk away, if I'm honest. Yeah, me too. Um, if I've got a bit more time, um, I do various things that help. One is that I just start writing. I start processing out loud. Well, what do these words mean? Or what's the context? Or what's come before? What, what's the message trying to get? And I just start or rewrite, like rephrasing it, rewriting it in my own words, you know, just trying to process it and think, well, what's it trying to say? So that's one thing that I find really helpful. Another thing is um, asking people that know a lot of stuff. There are quite a few of them around church. So find one and email them or message them and ask them. Mm-hmm. Um, and another is going, going to find books. Um, I really, I really, really find helpful the, what's his name, from Wimbledon? Oh, uh, Phil Moore. Phil Moore. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, his uh, books, they're just mm. really normal and easy to understand, but also not just surface level. Mm. They dig quite deep. Brilliant. So I find them really, really helpful. We'll get into that a bit. We started doing the, the Bible every evening with our kids, but most evenings, around dinner time. And you start reading the Old Testament stories. And the questions that your kids ask you, why did David have so many wives? Mm, okay, let's go, let's go into that. Why did God ask um, Abraham to kill his son? Just qu questions kids, kids, asks, uh, kids ask and the stuff that you just take for granted. But, what's a concubine? Yeah. yeah, yeah, what's the circumcision thing all about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, just make, it makes you go deeper in because you've got to <laughs> understand big, weighty stuff in the Bible and yeah. communicate it in a way that a child can understand, which is yeah, a very true. helpful exercise yeah. uh, in studying the Bible. But I guess, um, just, just thanks for the Fillmore recommendation. Mm. What would you recommend for someone taking their first step in studying the Bible? So never come across, well, may have heard a few stories about the Bible, but never really mm. read the Bible. And what would you suggest, what, what would you recommend? How should it go about I, th I think what we should do is probably just put some shown some links at the, on the show notes because there'd be so many that would be good to refer to. But some standout ones top of my head would be things like um, the Bible Project is quite helpful uh, in terms of grasping the whole big story and how each book fits together. That's a YouTube channel and a podcast. Uh, I think things like John Piper's um, thing because it's an, he doesn't ask Pastor Piper or ask John Piper or something. Mm -hmm. um, that anything where it's just like asking someone quick questions and they give a, a considered answer is often really helpful. And I think he's, he's, he's a Bible teacher that I very much trust. Mm. Um, and and um, books, I think, on, on this subject of Genesis and how we, we, we appreciate the difficult ch chunks of it in the early chapters, I think, um, I think John Lennox did a thing which is quite helpful on some of that. I, I, I wouldn't agree with everything that these people would say. I just think, I think the thing is, is to keep reading, keep looking and finding your way in it and kind of making your mind up mm -hmm. as you go. Um, but uh, he, John Lennox did a book on it. And uh, I think it's a good way to, to grasp the Old Testament. What's the Old Testament about? Um, Peter Lightheart's book called um, uh, A House for My Name. Mm. So his L-E-I-T-H-A-R-T, he's written a book called A House for My Name, which is quite a nice way of explaining what the whole Old Testament is basically about. It's not, a, it's not an intense book. It's mm. a very good, readable one. Can I say yeah. also, I think, um, if you're starting out reading the Bible for the first time, is do it with someone mm. or... Um, or at least chat through some of it yeah. with someone. So pick a book, like maybe one of the Gospels is a good place to start. Yeah. So Matthew, Mark, Luke or John. Yes. And, um, and just have someone that you can talk to about it mm. and have some conversations every now and then about it. It's quite a helpful way to do it. Yeah, I think let's, let's drop some uh, resources in, in the show notes or in the Insight Leaders email that comes out, which really points people. I think even for people who, who want to still go deeper, who, re who are maybe they've been Christians for a few years, they've read the Bible a few times and want to go a bit deeper to really get to grips with some of the, um, I, I guess, like questions about how, how do we trust the Bible? How do we know the yeah. Bible is, yeah. is, is as accurate and, and just a lot of the things. So I think to drop in some good recommendations will be helpful. If you're reading it with your kids, the Jesus Storybook is a brilliant resource. I really enjoy reading the Jesus Storybook with the kids. But thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Live Brunch. We will see you again next week.